0: Welcome to CRE Fast Five, I'm Carly Iacono and tonight we are discussing lease provisions that affect the resale value of commercial real estate. Over the last year, the pandemic has amplified tenants desire for flexibility and control However, with most things in real estate, there is an inversely proportionate relationship between risk and reward. So any lease clause that translates into future uncertainty or has a potential downside for the property owner will likely lead to a lower valuation for that investment. So tonight we're gonna run through a few considerations to be mindful of that will affect the value of your property. The first and likely the most obvious is the lease term. Longer leases typically equate to higher values. One notable change that we saw over the last year was the shortening of base terms on new leases. For example, tenants that would previously have agreed to a 20-year base plus options may now only be offering a 10 or a 15-year firm term. This seems to be relatively universal along the different categories but it really is coming back to less stability for the property owner because the risk of tenant rollover comes sooner and the financing options may be more limited with a shorter lease in place. It's also important to think about your exit strategy when evaluating your base term A net lease investment with five years remaining will not command the same price as an asset with 15 years remaining, all other factors being equal. The second thing to watch for are assignment clauses. I'm seeing more and more leases with very broad assignment clause language, especially in non-corporate deals. If your lease allows for assignment, you need benchmarks spelled out that the assignee must meet to qualify. This could come in the form of a minimum net worth or a certain number of other locations that that tenant operates or ideally both. But whatever you do, do not agree to broad-based assignment with no parameters in place. The third item to focus on is your lease guarantor. Over the last year, I've seen guarantee language weaken a bit as well. If there's a separate entity guaranteeing the lease, be very clear on how long that guarantee is in place for and under what conditions it can be absolved. Also, try to get as much transparency as possible into what is really behind the entity, whether it be a personal guarantee, franchisee, or even corporate. But remember, this is our lease wish list, so don't be too dismayed if full transparency is not possible, it rarely is, but make your best effort to get as much financial information as possible. The fourth item are any management responsibilities, which sometimes are not as evident as you would hope in the lease. In a triple net lease, the tenant pays taxes, maintenance, and insurance, but who covers capital expenditures like roof, structure, or HVAC repairs, parking lot, etc.? Are there any other carve-outs that are to the tenant's obligations that fall to the landlord? I would take this a step further in light of COVID, especially in a multi-tenant property, and look at how common area maintenance is handled and if there are any caps. For example, if maintenance costs are increased due to new required cleaning protocols and supplies such as hand sanitizer, will the tenant be covering that additional cost or the landlord? The final point for tonight, and probably the most widely talked about this year, were the force majeure clauses. A force majeure clause in a commercial lease is designed to relieve a party of its obligations if certain specific situations arise. Force majeure typically covers acts such as extreme weather, strikes, and terrorist attacks. And most drafted before COVID-19 obviously did not expressly cover pandemics. so There was a lot of confusion and ambiguity this year. It's important to remember that courts interpret force majeure clauses very narrowly, meaning they only cover specific events named in the clause. So post COVID, these clauses may become more elaborate to cover a wider range of events. From the landlord's perspective, the language should be clear to what, if any situations, excuse a tenant's obligation to pay rent. When reviewing clauses like force majeure or assignment, it's crucial to have a sophisticated real estate attorney as part of your deal team as there are many nuances to the interpretation. I hope this information was helpful as you look at your own investments, developments or potential acquisitions. Remember that each situation in tenant truly is unique and there are of course many more things to consider. Please give me a call should you have specific questions related to your properties. That was Siri Fast Five, I'm Carly Iacono. I look forward to seeing you again soon.